I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Welcome back, Isaac Harris. I'm back. For now. But I'm back. So, in traveling for um, the Christmas holiday, the past couple of... Uh, or I have had, I've had two Mavs games in which I've listened to on the radio. So tonight, I was driving back, had my big 12-hour drive, which is always so fun. And I listened to the game on the radio. And I just want to say, there's probably... <clears throat> I'm always curious about how many people listen on the radio. And uh, who? Yes, and who, like who, who is listening on the radio. I just want to say, Coop and Brad and, P- and Mike Peasley, Pease, they do an, an amazing job. And, like... Coop is like legit, like I mean, one of the best. I say one of the best, and I feel like I'm I can say that, but I don't listen to a lot of other um <laughs> or radio. But he's just so good at it. Like I just we we never li- I never listen to him because we're either at the games or watching on TV and we hear Harp and and Mark and stuff. But <clears throat> I don't know. Coop, Coop and them so good. Brad, I feel like just barely talks. He just kind of chills and just chimes in here and there. But um. <laughs> That was a I good shot. <laughs> I'm always just so when I do listen or get to listen on the radio, it's just a whole different experience. Obviously, you can't see it, and but uh, now I've just caught glimpses of the game and stuff. Uh, now that I'm home, but I don't know. It, it, it's just I've they capture me like they actually bring me into the game. Like and not a lot of radio people have that ability. And Coop, uh, I I, th- I don't think he gets the credit he deserves sometimes. Yeah, shout out to Coop. Yeah, tweet him and he'll he'll tweet you back. (laughs) He will definitely tweet. (laughs) He he will definitely tweet. He's a serial tweeter. That is for sure. Serial quote tweeter. (laughs) One one thing from a Christmas holiday, I tweeted this out. Something my dad and I like to do is uh, we like to play war, like the card game with uh, with basketball cards. So we open each open up a brand new pack of cards. And of basketball cards, and there's like 30 cards in the deck, and we just lay a player down without even looking at it. We just start from the top, lay a player down, and whoever has the better player, you obviously get the card, both of the cards. <coughs> well, uh, we're going through, and uh, he lays down Dylan Brooks, and <laughs> I lay down Marshawn Andrew Brooks. Wiggins. <laughs> 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 I I lay down Andrew Wiggins, and he kind of sits there and he goes. All right, well, that's you. And I was like, no, I don't think I do get that. I was like, he goes, is Dylan Brooks that good? And, you know, he he knows a decent amount of NBA, but he he doesn't know, like, Dylan Brooks. And he goes, is Dylan Brooks that good? I'm like, no, Andrew Wiggins is that bad. And so we do a war, and literally the next two cards that come out, you know, it's just one for one at that point. I pull out a special edition and it says like a hall of kings uh, card of steve nash and i'm like Ooh. oh sweet get out of here like whoever you drop down <clears throat> he pulls out the special edition says rookie king 
and it's Luca's rookie card. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! Oh man! And, uh, we just we both just sat there and laughed about it. And who'd you like, take? Oh, I won. Luca ain't Steve yet. So oh, it wasn't was a like, Steve Nash rookie card. It was a no. It was like a just like a Hall of Fame like Steve Nash yeah, type yeah. card. So anyway, I won the war, but it was just funny that of all the players and everything that we both laid those two cards at the same time. And didn't Mark Cuban compare? I think Mark Cuban said that Luca was a six eight Steve Nash at one point. Um, but anyway, interesting, interesting. But I'm back, and we have a win to talk about. We got a win to talk about. Uh, we will definitely break down the Mavericks one hundred five to one hundred three win over the Oklahoma City Thunder in the first of their back to back. Uh, but we also want to get Isaac's take on the New Orleans Pelicans game and the final play where Luca was a decoy or wasn't he a decoy and Dennis didn't get the shot off in time. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you have gone and watched my video on my YouTube channel already, but you can. It's Nick Van Exit. Go there and uh, watch my video. It was Luca Doncic a decoy? And you can watch the full breakdown on it. But Isaac, what do you think? That final play against the Pelicans and their loss the other night. Uh, <coughs> do you think that Luca was a decoy? Do you think the play was executed as designed no no i don't at all there's a couple things by <clears throat> by seeing twitter's reaction i watched this game with my dad and as soon as it happened well no no, no i didn't see the uh, watch this game i watched a different game with my dad but i, I watched this play on my phone because i don't I know you're, you're really changing your facts here did you watch this with your dad <laughs> or did you not because i don't know if i can and, believe you but i just remember when <laughs> i just remember whoever i was with my wife or my dad whoever i said as soon as i saw the play i'm like this play is going to be scrutinized forever like this is going to be broken down and everybody's going to flip out about this. But no, there's a couple of things, a uh, couple of things that was going on, on Twitter that I do not agree with. One, um, I do not agree that this is the same exact play that they have um, ran a lot of times for Dennis. Um, it could be the same. We texted about this, but same set. Yes. Yes. There is a whole different. And I was texting Nick in high school. We had the same, this play called cross and the cr- like cross set up into a bunch of different plays. So we'd run cross and where we they cross under the baseline underneath the goal and then out of that set or <clears throat> we would be set in a different like and uh, there's a bunch of different plays. So same set but a totally different play. You can't call I don't think you can call it the same uh, same play when most of the play is different. And with DeAndre coming up for the ball like that was pre-planned. Another thing I didn't agree with <clears throat> that was going around Twitter a lot was that Drew Holiday jacked the whole play up. Um, no, I, I just <laughs> I don't believe that at all. He was playing too far off Dennis to make that happen. Um, Luca, it, it yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he was playing too far off Luca. Luca could have got past him like that wasn't a, a and he faked he faked in and then backed back out. It's not like yes. he he was fully going for it and. and, and Drew Holiday was just in his face so much they literally couldn't get him the ball. They did not attempt to get him the ball at all. They didn't yeah, even and, look at him. Like, and some people was throwing out the time thing of like, oh, even if Luca did go in, he wouldn't have had time. Yeah, he would have. Like when he went in, like De- if Dennis had enough time to get the ball from DeAndre, go to the other wing, cross over cross on up. Anthony Davis, and try to get into the paint, Luca could have cut down and got the ball. Like yeah. so, uh, I think somewhere along the lines there was some type of miscommunication on um, DeAndre and Dennis's side of that. And <clears throat> the thing with the thing, if if the play was ran for Dennis. Why would you run this play for Dennis if you're Rick Carlisle? Because you have confidence in him. Because you have confidence that he can hit the shot. I get that. If you, like, even though I want the ball in Luka, I get like coaches want to do this for confidence, all this stuff. 
And he so said he hit one earlier this year against the Timberwolves. Yes, against Derrick Rose and all that stuff. So my th- whole thing was, if this, if this play ran like it was supposed to be ran, in which it was supposed to be for Dennis to come off that and have the big switched on him, and he just didn't get the shot off or he missed the shot, whatever, then why not say it? Like, come out and say it after the game. The play executed <clears throat> like we wanted it. We put the ball in Dennis's hand. We had the confidence in Dennis Smith Jr. to make the shot, and things just didn't work out that way. In my opinion, by the whole leaving it open for, hey, like that play was on me, something went wrong, and he's taking that, and which I totally respect as a coach. But So that that's my whole thing with it. <clears throat> um, Luca's reaction and his setup to the play, like – First off, his setup of the timing of it when the ball went to DeAndre's hands and he went to hand it off to Dennis, like that Luca was just now starting his his sprint towards the basket. So like just that combined with as soon as he handed off to Dennis, that's when Luca stopped on the dime and turned around, looked at Carlisle, kind of like when if you have like a child and they know they're in the wrong and they look back at dad like, oh, did you see that? Or like, what do I do now? Type or of when look. Or when your sibling does something wrong, you're like, oh, you saw that, right? You saw that. Yeah, they're, like, they're you saw this. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> that combined with how he, like his reaction after game, he, you know, obviously wears his emotions on his sleeve and um, just how his reaction after game. I just, yeah, I don't think it was a full decoy. And I don't think Drew Holiday, like you, you pointed out in your video, like Rick Carlisle was just chilling the whole time. If this was a, they set up and then they noticed Drew Holiday's like face garden. He'd be, like, yeah, and he'd be going crazy. He'd the be whole his like, arms in the air like, yes, you know, calling the whole something like, else. Calling an off type of thing. Like, so yeah, I think something happened with the Dennis DeAndre type thing. And um, yeah. Do, do we think it was a coup to try and make Dennis look better? No, no. I it could have just been a miscommunication. It, I'm not trying to say that it was a hey, like put your tinfoil hat on, Isaac. I'm trying to be uh, nice about it. I'm not trying to say got it another, was like we got another play that we're going to talk about from the Dallas OKC <laughs> game that might go with this. Uh, but, but yeah, that plays in the past now. I just wanted to, yeah, I just didn't buy the holiday thing. I didn't buy the this was the same play that it was before because it's not the same play. It's a different type of play, and uh, yeah. But that's my two cents on it. Definitely. All right. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, let's break down the Dallas Mavericks win. Whoa, 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 win over the OKC Thunder. All right, Isaac. So the Dallas Mavericks win over the Thunder. Man, the first thing we have to talk about is the very end when we just talked about how Dennis with Jr., you know, he didn't lose the game for the Mavericks, but he gave away an opportunity for the Mavericks to win the game. Uh, against the Pelicans, and now he comes in and he came up so big in this game. Oh my gosh, the the layup at the end to put them ahead, then the defense on Paul George at the end to uh, to seal the deal. That was probably the best sequence of his career, probably at this point. Definitely one of them. Maybe the block, <laughs> maybe the block on Tobias, but the the whole sequence, the offense plus the defensive play together, I think was one of the best sequences we've seen from him. Well, the offensive players scared the crap out of me. Um, <laughs> and just like <clears throat> you didn't want to have, uh, I mean, that was what, 30 seconds, under 30 seconds, somewhere along those lines. And you're like, oh, man, you don't want, for his sake, you don't want this to happen again for the fans to be like, if, you know, he, he lost control of the ball and all this stuff. And yeah, then, and if, if you he, guys weren't able to see it, that last play, he's, he's dribbling up the left side and he's 
kind of has the lane to himself, and so he tries to dribble into the lane. Dennis Schroeder comes up and and kind of tags him or bodies him in, in the lane a little bit, and so he loses his dribble a little bit. Dennis loses his dribble to the left, and he's kind of chasing it, and it's almost like it's almost like he just dropped the ball. <laughs> it starts like, like dribbling towards the sidelines. He goes over and picks it back up, and that's when you catch your breath. Then he resets. He goes back out to the, to the left wing. He's seeing the defense, and for some reason, Dennis Schroeder didn't go with him, and so then... Dennis Smith Jr. drives into the lane. He gets pretty much an open layup uh, and finishes it with a reverse. And it was just – it was a great play from him. And I, and I want to praise his um, just willingness to take that shot and to, like, to make the drive. Like, that obviously – I mean, we're a couple days removed from that the play that we just talked about in New Orleans in which there have been a lot of people, a.k.a. Jason McIntyre. Woo, yeah, cool, you're cool, dude. Um, dude, whatever, dude. Um, but the fans and, like, everything that have um, – he's obviously felt criticism since that Pelicans game. Sure. And uh, from everything. So now, on a big moment, under 30 seconds, um, a lot of people, especially younger players, might fold in that type of moment. I don't want that happening to me again. I'm gonna make sure I get the ball to Luca, and it could be his fault <laughs> if something <laughs> happens, or you know, I'm not gonna take that blame again. No, <clears throat> he resets and then he drives and makes the kind of up and under double clutch layup there. And so I give him mad props for doing that and like taking that shot. But the defense on Paul George, I mean, that was that was outstanding. <laughs> I mean, just. Uh, amazing for his frame against Paul George. Paul George, who had been literally walking and being on fire as he walks, like um, <clears throat> he almost felt like he was on a string with him, like a kind of a yo-yo. Like wherever he went, Dennis was just like springy and just bam, 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 like right in his grill the whole time. And that's super, super encouraging. Definitely. It's definitely encouraging. And this is the first time we've really seen no, fully defensive engaged Dennis these last, you know, two months or so. Uh, all these people that are coming out and saying, look, this is the defense that Dennis Jr. has played or can play. And this is this is still new. <laughs> this is still a yeah. new aspect of Dennis's game we have not seen. So I'm not hearing all the people saying, well, look, this is Dennis's defense. And where were you guys that in making fun of people that say Dennis doesn't play defense? Because Dennis did not play defense. Don't come at me and say that this has been, you know, apparent and obvious to everybody that's been watching games. You and I watched every single game last year, talked about every single game last year, yeah. right after the fact. We went to all the home games. We we were there. We've seen it in person. We've seen it uh, over every single game of his career so far. He did not play defense like this last year. This is a, <laughs> no. this is a brand new aspect of Dennis Smith Jr.'s game. And honestly, that's so encouraging to me. That he can make the, yeah. plays like this, the Tobias Harris block against the Clippers, yeah. this play, you know, the, the steals that we've seen him get, the, you know, these kinds of things are just this is stuff that we this is new this is new territory. <laughs> this is a new aspect of his game, and it's awesome. He's stepping up knowing that he needs to try and fit next to Luca, and it's so encouraging. It's it's great to see. The defense that he played against Paul George tonight, we did not see that last year. No. More at NC State. <laughs> no, that – and, you know, I joked and I said this to Nick earlier, but this that people quote-tweeting and saying that stuff is equivalent to somebody saying, like, quote-tweeting DeAndre's free-throw percentage right now and saying, yeah, and y'all told me he was a bad free-throw shooter. Like, well, <laughs> he's been a bad free-throw shooter. He's <laughs> yeah. improved on it a lot now. So, like, yeah. Give him the credit now. Yes, it was valid before, uh, but now it looks like Dennis is really uh, turning it on on that end of the ball. And, um, and 
the time off that he's had from injury, maybe this is, you know, that's what he's been putting his focus on is, hey, I need to up uh, this end of the ball and and defense-wise. And I thought Harrison Barnes had, I mean, he had some really good defensive possessions towards the end of that game too with a couple steals. Yeah, yeah, the steals that, that started the fast break, that one, the one fast break where Harrison Barnes gets the steal, he throws the outlet, and it looks like it's going to go to Luca, but it's way over his head, and then DeAndre gets it and just completely slams it and flushes it. Like, huge, long, extended arm straight up in the air like Statue of Liberty. <laughs> Dunks it down. That was a great play. I didn't know if that was the play where he tried to pass it to Max here or not. We'll talk about that play. We'll talk about that play for sure. Uh, the other story of this game. Man, the Mavericks honestly had no... They had no reason to be in this game because they turned the ball over 23 times. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Isaac Harris, if you're going to tell me that the team that a team has 23 turnovers, 21 assists. <laughs> I would say they, uh, they lost the they game. They lost the game. You, you'd think that they would lose the game. Man, especially when uh, Thunder only had 11 turnovers. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> and Paul George had 36 points. Like, Paul George is... He is. I, I don't want to say MVP candidate, but I him mean, and Russell Westbrook he, have switched places. He's he's <laughs> close, man. He he's so so dang good, and uh, yeah, just Russell Westbrook guys uh, went four for twenty two, over eight on a three pointer. Yeah, if you just watched Russell Westbrook tonight, and like that was your only taste of what Russell Westbrook is like, and then I told you, okay, that guy led the league in <laughs> in, in uh, points per game two years ago. You just say no way. There's no possible way. How does that guy get enough points to score thirty a game? Because uh, he, he just he just wasn't his night. I mean, he was ove sure. from, from three. He's not shooting the ball well from three so far this season. And Russell Westbrook only getting two free throws is just there's something off. Something was going on with him. Should Luka Doncic be an All Star over Russell? No. Um, <clears throat> hey, he's still averaging triple double, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, have you came around yet on the Dennis Schroeder? And OKC because I was a fan from it about it. I've always like kind of I've always had like a a, a tiny little like um German. like a camping like a camping tent on Schroeder Schroeder Island and like a, not a condo not like a big mansion or anything like I'm not that much of a believer. You have what well, you what you have is you have a lean to you know when you take like a tarp and just some sticks and you have to go like in the wilderness and then you just lean it over like a rock or a tree or something like that. You have a lean to yes. on, uh, on the Berlin wall. I've been kind of a fan of him ever since he came in the league. And uh, I, I thought the OKC fit would be good. And I mean, he had 19 off 19 off the bench tonight. And I think he's been big for him this year. He's yeah, he's been big. And I didn't doubt that he would play well. This, them playing together. I, I always, that was my big question for them. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. I've seen enough to say one way or the other. But uh, I mean, what about Neither of them are shooting though? that well right now either. So. The real, I mean, the return of Nerlens. <laughs> that was. I I swear that I saw a you know a video going a, a a clip going into timeout and it was just Nerlens's face on the bench and I swear he looked over at somebody and said, "Where's Isaac?" Like I just swear that he mouthed that. He texted me before the game. He's like, bro, they're going to have hot dogs tonight. And I was like, I, I think they will. Don't hold me to that. But I, I think I think they will. Yeah, um, are they going to have my sweet relish or not? <laughs> Didn't have my sweet relish last night. Um, that's, man, that's another story to where if we have new listeners uh, that have joined the pod. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's probably since, a lot. Since last year that have not heard uh, my relationship with Rick Carlisle over Nerland's Noel. Um, 
Do you want me to? Is... Do you want me to explain it so it doesn't sound no, like you? I'm, I'm not gonna go through that whole dang story right now. Um, but yes, um, that was uh, maybe someday. Yeah. Anyway, I, so just the long story short, just to to catch anybody up, Isaac had a good relationship with Nerlens Noel last year when he was on the Mavericks, and he did a couple one on ones with him. He talked talked to him after practice a lot. There's this whole thing where Nerlens Noel got benched. He was on Rick Carlisle's bad side pretty much, and then. Uh, <laughs> Isaac goes up to Rick Carlisle and he tries to ask him about something. What were you trying to ask him about? Just it was something off Nerlens. It wasn't even. A- it was when <coughs> it was when Nerlens actually did get back. Like he hadn't played for a long time, and then he actually played. And I asked a question. It was in in the press conference room. What had Nerlens done recently for to warrant like him playing? Like was it a practice thing? Was it like, did he earn he the minutes back or something? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where, and that's when. Um, Carlisle emphatically said, well, I don't know, uh, since you hang out with him all the time, why don't you ask him yourself? And uh, in which everyone started cracking up and laughing. And uh, um, it was great. Yes. Without saying any more details about it, uh, Rick Carlisle was not uh, a fan of my. uh, And this was before you were with Maps.com. Yes. Very true. My questioning of um, Nerland's Noel. And which I still feel is very warranted because we almost handed him, or the Mavericks almost handed him seventy million dollars. So uh, me yes. questioning about yes. why Nerlens Noel is not playing, I felt like was very warranted, but uh, it was not very well received. And then there's a whole incident later in the year where Nerlens Noel at halftime in a game that he wasn't really playing uh, went into the media room during halftime and grabbed a hot dog. There's always hot dogs available for media. Uh, at halftime, and Nerlens Noel walked in himself, grabbed a hot dog, and ate it at halftime. And it was this big meme and this funny joke, and so that's why we make the Nerlens hot dog joke. All right, yes. there you go. We I did not expect to be explaining that joke today. <laughs> um, what did you think about the Maxi Kleba in the starting lineup? West West Matthews was out again, but we see Maxi in that starting lineup. The ball movement is still good. I still like the ball movement, and I still like you know Maxi and DeAndre Jordan being in the post on defense. I think that is is very helpful. Uh, on those two counts, but man, Maxi one of five from three again. Uh, he's just not shooting well enough to make this yeah. an optimal starting lineup. I think you cursed him with your story. Uh, I feel like I did curse him with it. If he, <laughs> if he went, if he went like four for five from three tonight, would that lock his spot into the, like that? Yeah, I was surprised that he started tonight because we talked about uh, about it last week after that first New Orleans game of saying, okay, well he probably will start the next game because it's Julius Randall. Like Julius Randall always yeah. kills us, and it's AD and Randall, and it makes sense to start him with DeAndre Jordan. And then we we talked about it last week. We said, <laughs> well, I, I remember saying. Well, I want to see that first OKC game. I want to see if Maxi starts in that game because yeah. that would mean okay, they actually do kind of like it some because Harrison Barnes or Dodo could guard Jeremy Grant, like that's fine, um, or even Luca. Um, but they left Maxi in there, and I, I like, I love the pairing. I, I, I do. I, I love the pairing. <clears throat> the problem is, which we'll talk. I guess we'll talk about the bench in a little bit, but and the problems with that, but. Yeah, I, I like the pairing. It's just he he just has to hit the three like that. That's the whole has to. It's a requirement. When, yes, and when you have when he, you put him in this lineup, he has to be able to hit that three, and um, 
or at least yeah. be respectable no. out there. He at least has to be respectable because he has to get you have to get that space. If guys are are sagging off of him and the lanes are clogged, then that doesn't help Dennis. That doesn't help Luca. That doesn't help Harrison Barnes. You know, he needs to be able to do that. He needs to bring that. So as long as he's being a threat out there, that's that's fine. He can you know hit him if he hits him, it's kind of a plus. Uh, but as long as he's a threat, then he can also do his pump and drive kind of thing that he's been doing, and, and that's yeah. super effective in the uh, the lineups. But now uh, the the big thing. The big thing with the starting unit is when you put Maxi in there, then you are trusting Dennis Smith Jr. or Harrison Barnes to be your 1A wing defender. Yeah. And that's where it gets very interesting. Well, especially you're trusting while, Harrison, you're, at that point, you're trusting Harrison Barnes to be your, your wing defender. Then you're trusting yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. to guard the best guard. That's where it gets um, very interesting because they rolled that out against OKC. You would think... Um, if I mean, if you would have told me, I mean, I would have said ninety five percent they start Dorian Finney Smith instead of Maxi because they want Finney Smith to guard Paul George, like yeah. that would that would have been my, my and I would have been wrong. Um, so that's the thing of that <clears throat> when they start Maxi, that is them saying we trust Harrison Barnes to be our primary wing defender and Den- and, you know and or whatever Dennis can hold his own against the opposing point guard because we went through the league's starting point guards and if it, I mean every other night you're facing an all-star or an all-star type of guy or I mean these guys that Wes Matthews or Dorian would be guard like Dorian has, has spent games guarding Russell Westbrook so that's the thing uh, <clears throat> that's where you when Dennis takes these leaps defensively it allows Dallas to really switch up and play with their lineups and play Maxi and start Maxi because if Dennis doesn't step up his game defensively, then you're forced to start Dorian or Wes Matthews because I mean, it's just a disaster at that point. Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, and I think now Dennis was guarding Russell Westbrook a lot, but I don't think Dennis, Dennis's defense on Russell Westbrook. I don't think made Russell Westbrook shoot, you know, go of eight from three. I don't think that's what, what happened. To him, I just think Westbrook had a really, really, really off night. I don't think he tried to attack. I just think he was kind of being passive in this game, and it was a weird game for him because he just didn't it didn't seem to have that same you know, fire go at it. He's a new he's a new father, so you understand what he's going through right now. I just, you just don't have the same kind of it's not the same fiery Isaac every night, you know. And last year on the podcast, we get fiery Isaac every night, but now we just pre pre baby is fiery Isaac, and now it's um recovering Isaac. <laughs> So, all right, let's take Can a- we talk about the bench at some point? We'll take a quick break and when we come back, we'll talk about the bench and then we'll talk about this really weird DeAndre Jordan, Luca, Maxi Kleba outlet pass because I forgot about it. Some people have forgotten about it, but I have not. It is still weird and we will definitely talk about it after this. All right, Isaac, let's start with talking about the bench. Uh, the bench actually, I thought they had a good first half. I thought they, they came in. And they helped get the Mavs the lead back after they went down in the first a little bit. And uh, I thought they were doing they were doing well. JJ Bray had eight assists, I think, in like thirty seconds. <laughs> really, really quick. Uh, he got to eight assists. He was he was doing well. Dirk hit two threes. We had Devin Harris hitting some shots. He had Dorian Finney Smith doing his thing, getting some you know steals and putbacks and things. And it was good positive stuff. Dwight Powell was not very good, but uh, you know that's kind of just. Dwight's having a rough go at it right now. <laughs> He's having a rough go at it. It's just it, it, the bench is, you know, the Mavericks had an incredible third quarter tonight, and then the fourth quarter happened, 
and it felt like the half that first half of the fourth quarter, OKC went on like a fifty-eight million to two run, and <clears throat> that was the bench unit. But it's it all comes down to we've we we talked about this in depth the other day on the podcast of do they have enough scoring and creating when ever like in that second unit because we love Dodo we love you know even like if Maxie's in there like we love some of these guys it's that these these are all just like role players like you have to have like so much weight is on JJ Barea in that yes. second unit and that's why like. As crazy as it sounds, like Dirk's ability to score in the second unit is huge, uh, because it's just when if if JJ is taken out of it, or if he's hurt and not playing, or he's just having an off night, then you're asking like Dwight Powell can't create on his own, Dorian can't, like Dirk. It's difficult right now. You just need him to hit open shot, and so then you're asking Devin to do it. That's why <coughs> if you. At- if you ask me, hey, what if, when everyone's healthy, what would your rotation be? And I would swap Dorian and Wes. I would start Dorian, put Wes on the bench, and then I would swap Maxi for Dwight. And it, it's not as much as a, a demotion thing for Wes. I just think that Dorian um, kind of fits that starting unit as that role-playing 3 and D type of guy. And then Wes would give you that extra offense on this in that second unit of saying, "Hey, okay, now we can run JJ, Wes, Maxi, Dirk, and then you put in whoever else you want in there." Yeah, with- Dirk and De- Dirk and, and Wes can run these. You know, well, we've seen Wes and DeAndre kind of run these little like turn the corner, you know, threes and these little floaters in the lane where he gets it, and it's kind of a catch and shoot floater kind of thing where DeAndre has the ball and the elbows, and Dirk can run those things. Like we can, you can trust Dirk to run that. And so I think I agree with you on, on that point, given and you try to sell, just do a little bit more creation. Yeah, and try to sell him on that whole, like, hey, Wes, remember that, like, role you tried to do at the beginning of the season? Hey, be our Lou Williams, you know? Like, try to sell, like, hey, our no, bench is... You don't want him thinking about the beginning of the season at all. <laughs> just just compl- like block it out of his mind. All, okay. Remember yeah. the games when he was shooting 15 times a game, 20 times a game? Yes, I remember. <laughs> um. So yeah, I just I, I think that he would fit really well in that second unit, especially with the second unit. Seem they seem to be struggling right now. Hey, Wes, be the like come in and help lead that second unit with JJ. But it's weird because I've I've joked about how Devin Harris and JJ Barea are the ice climbers and how they kind of need each other. Devin more so than JJ needs. No, Devin needs JJ more than JJ needs Devin right now. But they're kind of symbiotic in that they're effective when they're together. Uh, Dwight Powell seems to be, you know, need Maxi Kleba the same way that Devin needs JJ. It's a, it's a weird thing, but when they're not playing together, him and Dirk just they haven't had it this year. They had they were so good last year, and just something's different about it. Maybe just Dirk coming back and he's different and not creating as much space. Or Dwight is, I don't know. It's it's different. It's definitely different. Yeah, yeah, so. it is for sure. So that's the bench. The bench did have a, a pretty bad second half. They didn't play pretty much the whole third quarter. The uh, Harrison Barnes and DeAndre Jordan played the entire third quarter. Luca played 11 minutes in the third quarter. Um, and you had bench players. Uh, JJ played four minutes. And that was the most minutes that anybody got from the bench in the third quarter. So that was uh, that was when the Mavericks made their big run. And then the bench came in, like you said, in the fourth quarter and kind of gave it up. The bench, this, listen to this bench, just in the fourth quarter. Dorian, JJ, Dwight, and Devin all played five minutes and 23 seconds. Uh, Dorian played a little bit more than that, but five minutes and 20 seconds, essentially. They were minus 13. 
<laughs> oh, they gave up that whole lead essentially in that in that stretch right there. And then the, the starters came back in and, and took it back. And it's kind of weird how the roles have reversed. It used to be the starters would give up all the all the leads yeah. and the bench would give it to them. And it's it's good to see that you can rely on the starters now at least. Now you just got to get the bench caught back up. Yes, it's it's the whole thing of even Rick Carlos said it in the press conference. He's like, it feels like there's every game, one of the other, is, it has a good game. And can we ever get them on the same page and have – both of the units have good games. Yes, it's called a 50-point win over the Utah Jazz. <laughs> that was the game. That was and the one we, game. And I, when I joke about like my what I would do with the with the rotation uh, when everyone's healthy, will everyone ever be healthy? Like we try to figure yeah. out who should start and who who should like all this stuff. What well, it feels like every game, it's like oh somebody else is healthy. Okay, well now Dodo has a you know a. Ingrown toenail, and now he's out. Like for like, you know that game for rest or something. Like it feels like now every other game somebody's out or something. So I I want to see what these rotations look like when everyone is healthy. Yeah, listen to the last couple of games. Uh, out, Wes Matthews. Out, Wes Matthews. Out, Dennis Smith Jr. Out, Dennis Smith Jr. Maxi Kleba. Out, Dennis Smith Jr. JJ Brea. Out, uh, JJ Brea. Out, Dennis Dirk and Devin. <laughs> Man, yes. it just seems like they're missing one rotation player. In every single one of these, like last ten or fifteen games or so. Meanwhile, Brunson's just over chilling. Like, yeah, well, come I'll on, go, can we get some play. minutes for Brunson? This is this is a deep team, by the way. You, you look at mm. you, you compare them to OKC, kind of the lineup that OKC is thrown out there. But is it deep because this is just how Rick plays it? Always plays it. They have viable yeah. players. They have they have eleven viable players. Yeah, you better say twelve. Salah is. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, 12. 12 viable players. That's deep, man. That's real deep. Yeah. Nerlens couldn't get any minutes. <laughs> Never mind. I can't finish that sentence. <laughs> All right, let's end the podcast talking about this really weird moment that happened. I tweeted it out. Uh, you can go look at it. I made a, a computer joke about it on Twitter. Uh, it's the play. It says DeAndre Jordan Mavericks outlet pass system error. So you go to my Twitter at Nick Van Exit and you can watch the play there. But it's it's just the weirdest thing. So uh, DeAndre Jordan gets an offensive rebound off of I think a Paul George. Yeah, Paul George missed three. He gets the offensive rebound, and he has the ball in his hands. His body is facing towards Luka Doncic. Luka is standing right next to him. I, I mean, if he Kicked his leg out, he would hit him right in the nuts. Like, that's how close he is to Luka. He's looking down court, though. He's looking for an outlet pass, which is good. We want him to look for an outlet pass, look for somebody down court, get the offense running, get the offense going. But instead of just looking and seeing nobody, he's right next to Luka. Luka kind of calls for the ball a little bit. Also, Dennis is to his left. Dennis is also available for an outlet pass. He's not completely down the court, but he's available there. Instead of giving it to Luca, he kind of like fake passes it with one hand, grabs it with his other hand. So he's sort of like, you know how in street ball where you kind of throw the ball up and put your hand above the ball, it'd be a carry <laughs> yeah. in regular basketball. But he kind of did that without moving his, you know, without taking a step, so it wasn't really a carry. He grabs the ball back and then he throws the ball at Maxi Kleba, who's literally turned the other way and hits him in the back. <laughs> and Maxi is past half court. <laughs> Yes. Like, DeAndre launched this ball at him. Like, what? DeAndre's not even at the foul line yet. He's still uh, in that middle of the paint area. 
Uh, and he throws the ball to Maxi, who's just about at half court, and the ball hits. It doesn't hit him in the back exactly. It hits him in the foot as he's as he's running. So it didn't even get all the way there, and uh, it turns into a turnover. But this is just this is just so weird. This is such a weird play. And then afterwards, as soon as the de- as soon as there was a dead ball, you go to the bench, <laughs> and I tweeted the gif out of Dirk just kind of laying into DeAndre. Just he's pointing at the basket on the other end and he's just coming at him like blah, 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 blah. I can't read what he's I can't read what he's saying, but he gets at him, he pushes him a little bit and he points at the rim and you know, saying something to him and this is just so weird. It's a weird display. Why did he not pass to Luca? <laughs> uh, uh, or Dennis. Was, Dennis was right there too. Obviously I listened to this on the radio so I didn't see this play live, but um uh, we had both got a DM from a listener and was like, Hey, y'all going to talk about this play on the pod. Yeah. Shout I'm out like, to Blake Walsh. So I, I texted Nick. I'm like, well, what's, what's this play? So also, um, cause I try not to text and drive, um, or check notifications while I drive. Uh, even though I was trying to watch the game on a screen, but anyway, um, I had a, I had a DM from, um, a, a reporter, uh, on a, uh, on a bigger national, um, site that had DM me and said, Hey, does it ever just from an outsider's view? I'm watching the Mavs game. Uh, he said, "Does it ever seem to y'all that DeAndre doesn't pass it to Luca sometimes?" <laughs> and I just wrote back, "LOL, this is a conversation on Mavs Twitter, and uh, <clears throat> and this was the play that he was talking about that uh, made him uh, DM me about it." And I, I try to ride the fence on some of these issues. That's like or that have came out or people talked about earlier in the season, but this play is just weird. I mean, it's just like a weird, like how I, I would just love to see Deandre's like explanation. I'm like, Hey, what what went on in this play? You know, like uh, it's just, you know, it wasn't, it resulted in a turnover because it hit Maxi, Maxi in the back. uh, Great accuracy by Deandre. Um, But then the, but OKC just got it after that. So I'm, Speaking of great accuracy from DeAndre, he threw a good pass earlier in the game, and then Derek Harper said, if there's a better passing big man in the league, let me know who it is. Yeah, how about Nikola Jokic, who's Uh, literally averaging seven assists a game? Okay, anyway, continue. (laughs) Um, the Dirk thing, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to comment on that. I just we and I'm I'm not saying that's why he was getting at DeAndre, but. It's the only thing that makes sense from that sequence. I, I went back, I watched it twice. I went back and watched it again. And there's nothing else from that sequence right before they call a timeout. And the timeout is several possessions afterwards. So it could be something else. could be a different play. But and He could have been seen, joking because Dirk's always joking and laughing. But it's I true. don't know. I, and it was a very quick gif. If you go watch it on my Twitter feed, you can go see it. Uh, it's right under the clip of DeAndre passing it to Maxi's back. Yeah, so <laughs> whatever you're – Whatever your opinion on the play, and obviously I don't know about their relationship or anything like that, but all I'll say is this: for the people that do believe that they're um, the tinfoil whatever, hat people, put your tinfoil hat on conspiracy. And for the for the and for that earlier season, all that stuff. All I'm saying is that play didn't help it. It did not. <laughs> like it, it didn't help the uh, you know um, it, the downplaying of and it. And it does so. happen several times a game where DeAndre will get a rebound, a defensive rebound, and he'll have to outlet to a guard, and he either sits there and waits for Dennis to get available to receive a pass, or he'll will pass it to somebody else besides Luca, who's right next to him, either calling for the ball or 
right there of closer to him than anyone else. Yeah. And most of the time, most of these plays, I'm, I'm normally the person that says, Oh, I don't know. That's nothing like, you know, whatever. That's not that big of a deal. Or like, it could be interpreted different. I, I just don't even know what to say about this play. Like it's just, it's happened I, enough now that I think I'm comfortable commenting on it and saying that it's a thing. Yeah. Like it's just, I mean that, that it was just like too obvious on that play for, to like, to just say it's like nothing or that he didn't see him. Oh, okay. You saw you'd right have to see him in his peripheral. Yeah. Like either DeAndre has no peripheral vision and that would explain his help defense. If he doesn't have any perifs, like he just can't see, he's just got straight tunnel vision. That would explain why he's only really been a dunker and how he doesn't have help defense. It is too late for me and I have been driving too long for me to uh, get in on uh Does DeAndre get, Jordan have peripheral uh, vision defense. or not? <laughs> on defense right now. Uh, I did not expect to end the podcast on that, but I think that's a good way to end. Uh, what about Steven Adams, though? It's really cool seeing uh, OKC, um, uh, their defense ability, having a center that, you know, uh, switches off and challenges shots and stuff like that. It, it helps their defense a lot. And gets two assists and no turnovers. You know, it's uh, Russell Westbrook got the last shot, right? No, Paul George got the last shot on on Dennis. I, well, I thought the very, very last shot was it was an inbounds play, and to which they they passed in to Russell Westbrook, in which he missed a shot, and it was after the Paul George play, wasn't it? Because DeAndre didn't DeAndre get the board, and then he got. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Continue. Uh, uh, um, I'm still thinking gonna, about this DeAndre pass thing. I'm all, gonna, all I'm gonna say is, can you imagine? Having like having two players and one of them has like thirty something points and has had like an incredible game and it's the last possession and you need a basket and you don't throw it to it you don't give it to to that guy that's crazy. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Paul George, man, he got that shot. Agree. Peace I can't, out. I can't imagine that happening. Boom. <laughs>